This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. When you come to church, oh, and gone to meddling now. And <laughs> we're supporting one another's life. We're talking about. I'm just, you know, we've talked about this. The unity of community. We 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 come together in community. You know what we do? We grow the church. We grow the church. When three people are doing everything in the church, something's wrong. When six people are doing everything in the church, something's wrong. When 12 people are doing everything in the church, something's wrong. Now, how many of you would agree that the, the, the 12 disciples, the original 12 apostles, they were pretty spiritual? But they even reached a point where they said, you know what? We can't do it anymore. I mean, Peter walked on water. I don't know why you're criticizing me that I can't do it all. I, ain't even <laughs> I haven't walked on water yet. Apostle Paul, I mean, the apostle Peter, he walked on water, but he couldn't do it all. So there's no need getting mad. There's a little preacher man up here. <laughs> if I can't do it all, he can't do it all. He says, remember, it said, and, and you know, and as soon as it began to be dysfunctional, even in this church, as mighty as it was, guess what happened? Over there, remember? They're getting more than we're getting. We ain't getting nothing. They're doing that for them, but they ain't doing that for us. I mean, that's what they were saying, the daily ministration of the food being passed out. They, all kind of strife began. All kind of dissension began. And finally, the apostles said, okay, we're going to appoint some other people to do this. We need to get some other people involved. We need to get some other people in working. That's how we grow the church. That's how we grow. You want to know how we grow? Uh, yeah, we, man, I'm telling you what, if Pastor Norris can't do it, we'll get us another one that's a super-duper-duper-duper super Duper duper, super duper. But here's the thing. You know, even if you do that, it won't change its truth. I mean, there's millions out there that could do it better than me, but it won't change its truth. It won't change its truth, will it? We got to encourage one another in our faith. Look over in Galatians chapter 6. You know, we declare our satisfaction by our actions. The satisf- How satisfied are we with where Passion Church is? You know, we can say we want this, we want this, we want that to change, we want to grow, we want this, we want God to move, we want this. But what, what are your actions saying? What are your actions saying? Your actions are saying, status quo is okay. I'm getting blessed. I'm getting fed. 
It's okay by me. Come on. Galatians 6.2. Listen to this. He says, carry one another's burdens. How are you going to do that if you're not in community? You won't even know I got one. Carry one another's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? Love. Isn't that right? That's, that's the law of Christ. It's not the Ten Commandments. It's the law of love. And, and one demonstration of that is that we, what, we carry one another's burdens. Well, we can't do that if we're never around one another. If I'm not engaged in a, in a local church, in a community, then how can I do that? You can't. I said, you can't. And if there's no fellowship taking place, if there's nothing happening, and there's no interaction, there's not enough unity in our community where we feel comfortable even sharing our burden with somebody else for fear it will be somewhere else that it was not intended to be. Come on. Boy, it's awful quiet in here. But if I was talking about how God was going to bless you, encouraging our faith. That's what, when we bear one, that's what we're doing, aren't we? I'm encouraging you. We need encouragement. Anybody in here don't need encouragement? Raise your hand. No, we all need it at times, don't we? We need to be encouraged. That's what family's about. That's what the community is about. That's what being a part of the body of Christ and part of a local church is about, is that we can encourage one another. We can bear one another's burdens. We can lift up those burdens. We can help carry them. We support one another's growth process. Look over at Hebrews chapter 3. We have made... Here in America, church has become a consumer entity. We come like we go to Starbucks. If they don't make my caramel macchiato just right, boy, are they going to hear it. Come on. We've made it a consumer. We come to consume. We don't come to give. We don't come to bear one another's burdens. We don't come to support one another's faith. We come, you know, to consume. Okay, I sure hope the pastor's on it this week. Man, I need it. Well, he didn't have it last week, but maybe he'll have it this week. You know what? I heard somebody over there's got it. I'm going over there because they got it. You know, but those folks, it won't be long to where, where, where the one that they, they thought had it, uh, he won't have it either. Because <laughs> you've got the wrong perspective. It's not, see, we're not coming just so we can get something. We're coming so that we can also give something, support, encourage, lift up, bear one another's burdens, pray over our community, do something other than just, you know, I don't know what it is. I, I, don't, I don't even know what kind of bird it is, but there's a bird that <clears throat> it started building a nest just outside my front porch or, or just on the outside, under the eave there. I don't know why it does that, but now it's been like three years in a row. And every time I'm going, I, I, when I finally see it and I'm going to tear it down, it's got little chicks in it. 
So I just don't have the heart to do that. Sorry, I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I just can't do it, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, but every, every year it comes and it does that, you know. But, you know, that, that mom bird, you know, you watch it, it flies up there with something in her beak. You know, as soon as she lands, you know what they do? I mean, it's just a response. Kind of like, you know, when I bend my elbow <laughs> at lunch or something. You know, and when we come to church, that's what we do. We're going to church. <laughs> you got your mouth open. I know it's silly, but you won't forget it. <laughs> Supporting one another's growth processes. Hebrews 3, verse 13. But encourage one another daily. Wow. Wow. Let's just, we just take a, one of those black markers and just, you know, we'll mark that part out, right? But encourage one another daily as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. He's writing to spirit-filled Christians. He said, you need that encouragement. Otherwise, he said, you can be hardened. Unbelief can get in. Doubt can get in. Fear can get in. Offenses can lodge in there. All kind of stuff can come out. That's why we need our encouragement day by day. You ever get around somebody and you can just, especially if, you know, if you have a relationship, whether you get around them, you can kind of tell something's not right. Hmm, something's not right. But, you know, here's the thing. We don't come together enough and are close enough with people in our body that, you know, we can just come in. People can be just, I mean, dying in front of us, and we don't know. We ain't got a clue. too busy eating each part completes a whole we've looked at that in first corinthians 12 i'm still reviewing a little bit we're going to hit something new here in just a moment first corinthians 12 verse 12 he says just as a body as a body though one has many parts but all its part many parts form one body so it is with christ for we were all baptized by one spirit into one body Verse 14, even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. You know, you cannot hit my big toe with a sledgehammer and make my head like it. Or my head just be nonchalant about it. I don't care. It didn't hit me. It didn't touch me. I'm going to tell you, man, you, you just stubbed. You ever just got up at night or something and you... You know, it's dark, and you're about half asleep and stub your toe on something. I'm telling you what, you're awake real quick, aren't you? I mean, every part of your body is like, ah, I'm awake. But, you know, when, we, when there's not the unity in the body, it's almost like the nerves have been severed. You know, there are people that, I forget what the condition's called, but, uh, you know, uh, because of uh, the denigration of, of the nerves in their extremities and all, they, can, they, they have to watch it because they, they could put their hand on a hot stove and just let it fry and never feel it. You know, 
What about in the body of Christ? We come and we go. We put on our smile. How's it going? Great, brother. And, you know, and we're not sensitive enough to pick up on maybe it's not so great. Maybe it's not so good. Maybe they need some encouragement. Maybe they need, they, maybe they need their burdens lifted a little bit by us. I'm not saying that you've got to be God for everybody, but I'm telling you what, we do need to be there for people. We need to be there for our brothers and sisters. We need to recognize when, when one part of the body is hurting, I'm telling you what, we all ought to have enough of sensitivity by the Holy Spirit. But the problem is many times is what we become desensitized. Thank you for your enthusiasm. So, Pastor, I didn't come here to hear this. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. We're talking about the unity of community, okay? All right, so my review. That's my review. Now, we're going to talk about some of the things that community cures. It cures isolation. Caused by focusing upon my failures, my shortcomings, my hurts, my pains. In other words, looking at me. You know, I, you know, I say this jokingly, you know, many years ago we used to have a worship song that we sang, you know, and it's all a, part of the phrase was, it's all about you, Jesus, remember that? You know, worshiping Him, it's all about you. But, you know, we've turned church on its head, now it's all about me, Jesus. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I want, I need, I want, I need. We're so busy focused on our need, we walk right by the guy that's over here in the ditch. Isolation. Community cures that. The enemy wants to isolate you. Are you listening to me? He wants, you, he wants to isolate you through your failures. And listen, you know, we talk about this, but you know, it, 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 all of it, lets us know what how anemic in general the community of most churches are because most of us wouldn't feel comfortable sharing our failures with anybody because we're going to be judged or we're going to be beat over the head with the word or it's going to get spread all over everywhere that tells me what something's really really wrong with the community uh, within the body of Christ, and it needs to be repaired. It needs to be healed. Because I'm going to tell you what, we're going to be around each other for a really long time. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I don't know. You might be my next-door neighbor up there in heaven, so you better get to liking me real quick. We might be around each other for a really long time. <laughs> I don't know. Insulation. Insulation. My life's good. I'm blessed. And I become desensitized to others who are going through problems. Well, I bless God. I got my victory. Why can't they get theirs? I don't know. Jesus had it made pretty good. He could have just said, you know, I got mine. Why don't they get theirs? Why don't you overcome your sin? Why don't you save yourself? Why don't you deliver yourself? Why don't you? But he didn't, did he? He said, I'm going to come down. What, the love of God. He said, I'm going to come down because he said, if, that, if they left to their self, it's over. I mean, you know. 
it's, they're done. So he moved. And it's the same way with us. We see somebody. He's, you know, there in Galatians 6, 1, he said, if there be somebody overtaken in a, uh, King James says fault. Of course, you know, it couldn't mean fault like we say fault because if that, that was the case, <laughs> we'd all be in trouble because everybody's got faults. That, that really, it means if someone's overtaken in a sin. He said, let you who are spiritual restore them gently. One why so many people that are wounded in the church are not in the church anymore? I can only assume it's because there's not enough spiritual people to restore them. There's not enough community there of connection through the, the Spirit of God and the love of God and the compassion of God to restore them. We'd much rather judge them. You know, it's easier to judge than it is to restore. Hey, man, that's even true about a piece of furniture. Oh, that thing's a piece of junk. Chuck it. We'll buy something new. Isn't <laughs> that true? But, you know, if you say, man, I'm telling you what, you know, that that's deal got some potential. You know, I bet if we did this and we did that, I mean, that thing would look good. You know, it's got some value left to it. And we see the value in people, not if we're not in community. In community, when the love of God, it sees what? The best of everyone. Isn't that what it says? We believe the best. We see the best. We see what could be. We're not denying that there's, you know, there's some rough edges. There's there's some stuff that needs to be repaired. But you know what? It's about restoration. It's not about throwing them on the junk heap. Preoccupation. We're talking about community, what it cures. Isolation, insulation, and preoccupation. We're so preoccupied with our own needs, with our own situation, with our own problems, that, you know what, we've got... You know, we're like the old horses they used to, uh, when I was growing up, you know, uh, they'd get the, get the old mule out there, and they still put the old blinders on them like this, so that all they wanted them to do was look straight ahead, plow that row straight, come back and do the next one. That's the way a lot of people live their lives as believers. They've got the blinders on. And the blinders have to do with their, 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 their needs, their problems and all has created the blinders. And that's all they can see, you know. And so you talk about volunteering. You talk about, you know, building relationships, coming into community. I mean, they, they can't see that. I mean, I, I got to get my stuff straightened out first, Pastor Norris, you know. And then if, you know, if, if once I do that and I, you know, and if I have some time and, 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 and if I feel like it and, The word for that is called narcissistic. All you think about is you. My needs. And you know, the devil wants all of us. He tries his best to get all of us to do that, doesn't he? We we all face problems. I'm not saying that. We all all have needs. We all do that. But you can be so ever. And I'm telling you what. I believe with all my heart it hurts your faith because you get so everlastingly conscious of your need that you can never move past it to see that God has the solution. You know, I say it all the time. God doesn't have any problems. All he's got is answers. Amen. 
You go to God with your problem, he's not going to say, boy, you think you got a problem. I got all these people I'm trying to. <laughs> boy, that, I'd hate to get that reply, wouldn't you? <laughs> he said, I'm, I mean, I just look over there, just, you know, just one nation with Israel I see. God got pretty upset over there. You know, I mean, he's dealing with all these people. He's got all these Christians all around the world he's trying to deal with. You know, a few problem children in there somewhere. <laughs> but he's got answers, and that's what we need to understand. Listen, let's take our stuff to God. Let's give it to him. Let's trust him. Let's give it there. Then we can take the blinders off, and we can begin to say, Hey, wow, I didn't even know these people were out there. You know, I wonder if we had people stand and say, okay, do you know who they are? Offenses. Walls of separation created because of hurtful words or actions, either myself toward others or somebody toward me. Now, man, how many people are sitting at home this morning nursing a hurt? That happened at church or, or, or some Christians. Where did we get the idea that we were all perfect? Where did that come from? We're all in process, aren't we? We're, we're, we're growing toward it. That's our aim. Yes, in Christ, we're accepted. We're, we're perfect in Him. But I'm telling you, in walking it out, we're not perfect yet. Amen. So why are we surprised if somebody says or does something, you know, that an imperfect person would say or do? You know, what the problem is, is you ever seen uh, two little children asked to share one toy? You just, I mean, <laughs> that's trouble <laughs> just waiting to happen, isn't it? I mean, you know, two immature little kids like that, they want what they want. It's mine. No, it's mine. No, that's mine. Then a row happens, and the parent or the mom or the dad comes in. What happened? He hit me. No, he hit me. Anybody raised children, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? But that's the way we do at church. He hit me. We run to the Father, to the throne room. Pouting, accusing our brother or sister to the Father. Did you see what they did? Did you see what they said? They hurt my feelings. Well, I'm going to tell you what. It was a lot more than Jesus' feelings hurt at Calvary. And if we don't have enough in us of the love of God, of the Word of God, of the Spirit of God, the grace of God, that we cannot... Stand if somebody happens to offend me. We, we act like, I mean, you know, wow. How could this possibly happen to me? Come on, people. Let's get real. It happens, doesn't it? I've done it to people. People have done it to me. People have done it to you. You've done it to people. Come on. You know, let's just get over it. That's why he said, be quick to forgive. I mean, I don't need to forgive if you don't ever do anything against me. 
I mean, we're okay. <laughs> Offenses. Community cures. It cures isolation. It cures insulation. It cures preoccupation. And it cures offenses. We get around one another. You know what? We have to learn to forgive. We have to learn to be patient with one another. We have to learn to be long-suffering with one another. We have to learn to be willing to give as well as receive. We have to be willing to put people, other people before myself sometimes. Wow. You know what this is? This is basic 101 Christianity. This is not some deep stuff. It's just hard. Especially when we're letting our flesh control us. You know, your feelings. Well, I didn't feel like going to church. I didn't feel, I didn't feel led to pray for them. We got, we got our, we got our opt-out, don't we? All we got to do is say, well, I wasn't led. And all of a sudden, we just put the blame on the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit's fault I'm selfish. He didn't lead me. He didn't give me some kind of goosebump. It's the Holy Spirit's fault. That's the reason. I, I mean, you know, if I was led, now if God told me to, <laughs> He told you to. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hello, there's been a communique. <laughs> Amen. Isn't it true, though? I mean, especially in full gospel circles. Come on. Boy, we do it all the time. Well, now, you know, you come to that prayer meeting? Well, I, well you know, we all, you know, kind of mumble about it. Well, I feel that. <laughs> Community environments, real quickly. It says that they met, Acts 2, we read it already, uh, from temple, from house to house, and breaking of bread. So how is community going to happen? Well, you're going to stay at your house, and I'm going to stay across town at my house, and they're going to stay over there in this other city, and, we, you know, and we're going to be a community, a Zoom community. <laughs> Thank God for Zoom. But I'm telling you what, it doesn't take the place of this, does it? Temple, <clears throat> that's our Sunday celebration. That's, here, that's what we're doing here. You know, we, we come together here. This is, this is the community at large coming together. We come together. I mean, how am I going to know you if we don't ever get together? But then it goes even smaller because, you know, you could fellowship a little before, well, I started to say before church. Most of you don't get here until after worship starts. So maybe after church, you can stay in fellowship a little bit. Amen. <clears throat> stay in fellowship a little bit. You know, you can get to know each other that way. But, you know, house to house, that's the reason we have small groups. So you can actually put a name to a face that you see on Sundays that you can actually interact and interchange and find out something about them. You might even find out that they got kids. You might even find out they got grandkids. You might find out some of their names. You might even find out that they really need you to help them pray for one of their kids or their grandkids. You might. Of course, if you stay over at your house all the time, you won't. Come on. 
And see this, this standing at your house and say, God bless them. What good does that do? They're, uh, they're already blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. That's, that's just an old cop-out prayer. God bless so-and-so. We say that because we don't know enough about them to pray intelligently. Thank you for your enthusiasm. All right. And then breaking of bread, that's, that's just life on life, one-on-one learning. You know, in the process of community, friendships can be formed. And then we don't have to wait for an organization to orchestrate a time for us to get together. Amen? You know, <coughs> you know if you, some of you, if you teach, you know, young children, preschool, uh, kindergarten or whatever, I mean, man, you got to be really structured. I mean, okay, we got to have this plan for them now. Now we got to go over here. Then we got to have this plan next. And then we got to have this plan next because, I mean, you know, they don't know what to do. They'll be everywhere. And in church, it's almost like we don't know what to do unless, you know, the pastor or the organization orchestrates something for us. Amen? Oh, I know it's true because people come up to me all the time telling me what they want me to orchestrate. <laughs> Pastor, let's have a picnic. What they're saying is they want me to, to, to organize the picnic and get it all done, and then they'll come. And a lot of times those people don't even show up. We're like a bunch of kindergartners. We need to grow up to the point to where it, everything doesn't have to be orchestrated. You can just get together. Why? Because the love of God's in you. I want to know my brothers and sisters. Thank you for those two nods. <clears throat> Action points. I've got to stop. Let me ask you some questions here. I'm saying this. Listen, I know. You know, this, in, in some ways, maybe you feel like, oh, the pastor's really getting on us. Listen, I want to encourage you. If we're, if we're going to go somewhere, let's go somewhere. If we're not, let's, let's just be honest and say, you know what? We're just going to come, and if pastor will preach real good, and you know, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll just, you know. If I get tired, I can always go over to this other church. Are, are, are we a part of something, you know, a community that God says, you know, I've got a plan, and I've got a purpose for you and for Passion Church, and this is where I want you. I wonder how many people are in the wrong church. I ain't got time to go there. Come on, because we're moved by our feelings. We got our feelings hurt. Moved by offense. Or we're a consumer. They do it better over there. I mean, they got a live band over there. Come on. Listen, guys, I didn't just fall off the turnip truck. I've been at this for 40 years. Am I experiencing meaningful fellowship community with my passion family? I know, you know, the pandemic and all of that, I understand that. But you know what? That can become a real convenient excuse as well. I understand, I do. But it can also become a very convenient excuse. You ever under, I, I remember, uh, I forget the brother's name now, but uh, I can't remember his name, but he made this quote, it's, it's really true. He said, we judge ourselves by our intentions and everybody else by their actions. 
you know, and, and I believe this. All of us as believers, we have good intentions. We do. We, we, we do. We have good intentions. We, we love God. We want, we want to obey God. We want to serve God. But, you know, we, we, we got this stuff that gets in the way. We got situations out there, circumstances, all that gets in the way. That's why we need one another. And it takes a purposeful decision to do this. Have I allowed failures, hurt, or self-absorption to kill my fellowship with the family of God? Pause, let you think there a minute. Last one. What could I do to change my fellowship back to a healthy level with my passion family? What could I do? What could I do? You know, we're always quick to think about what the other fellow could do. But here's the thing. What could I do? What could I do? What could I do? Father, you called us to be a community of believers together here at Passion Church. And Father, only by the work of your Spirit in our obedience can it be done. Father, I pray that today some of the things that I've shared, I know they hit home, they do to me. That we need to make a greater effort at being a community in unity with you and with one another to be there to rejoice with those who rejoice and to weep with those who weep, to be there for one another. Lord, I know that in the unity of this body of believers, there can be released great prayer power, great witnessing power, great encouragement. We will see the plan and purpose of God fulfilled, reaching out to others. Lord, there are people that are just looking for somewhere to belong. Father, may we present that picture of the love of Jesus in our hearts that even though there are things about us that are different, things that are not perfect that would try to push us apart, that the love of God is greater and binds us together. I thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.